Hey, what's up, guys? Before we start the show, I just want to say real quick, I got a new ebook slash hard copy book out right now on Amazon available called 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. It's just uh, all the tips I've gotten this podcast pretty much, some new stuff as well. Put it all in one place for you. So check it out. It's on Amazon. 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. Available on Amazon. All right, let's start the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of the Social Skills Lab. I am your host, Nathan Ament. Um, this is a new podcast. We're going to be obviously talking about a lot of stuff related to social skills. It's a topic that I think uh, more people are getting interested in. I've been interested in it for about, mm, about 15 years now. Started reading some books on it, articles, and then, you know, just going out and trying what I was learning seemed to work pretty well. Um, But man, geez, there's so much to talk about. And uh, I remember when I was recently looking on iTunes for a podcast uh, about social skills, I didn't really find that many. So I figured, well, maybe I'll just make my own. Sure, why not? Okay, so first and foremost... I think a good place to start is to um, take everything you think you know about social skills, put them into a binder, and then throw it out the window, okay? Um, Unless, hey, unless you're really good already, good for you. That's, uh, you probably know a lot of things that I don't know. So, but um, I think for anyone that's kind of just getting started or is not sure if they are good or not, just take everything you think you know, toss it out the window. Because I found that uh, a lot of stuff that I was learning was very counterintuitive. Um, Just like, just for example, hey, it's it's, uh, perfectly fine to disagree with people. That doesn't mean... uh, and arguing and disagreeing are not necessarily the same thing. So, I don't know, just a small example that it's perfectly fine to disagree with people and have a perfectly good conversation, maybe even improve the conversation when you disagree with someone, as long as you don't, you know, take it to a personal level, but more of a, out of a curiosity, let's say curi- curiosity place. Um, just to give a little bit about myself. I myself, I'd consider myself an introvert. And um, I think what made it even more pronounced as I was growing up was uh, elementary school. Actually, I think I had a lot of fun in elementary school. It was about when I got to maybe about the sixth grade that I started having some problems when I started moving around a lot. And um, that's always tough for a kid to move to a new school and have to make new friends, especially in someone that's kind of introverted. But um, I know that when I got into junior high, it just seemed like, I don't, I don't know. I just started having all kinds of problems. Like I had it. Uh, I always felt like the outcast and uh, always had trouble making uh, friends and stuff. I moved around a couple of times and then obviously in high school, I remember one of the high schools I went to was like a pretty, you know, pretty wealthy area. And um, it was very different from that place to when I moved to the last high school I went to. 
in Northern California. It was uh, more of like a middle class, lower middle class area. And uh, to me, it felt like I just moved to Compton. <laughs> but uh, it kind of felt like, I don't know, after watching some like shows about like uh, inside prisons and stuff it kind of felt similar like some kind of prison politics because you really have no choice but you you know you're forced to go every day and uh kind of sometimes you're just in it in situations where you're surrounded by people who are very immature and uh make can make your life kind of uh not good so um I think that just really kind of stunted my social growth. But, you know, as I got out of high school and um, I just started, came across some stuff online about how to, you know, be more social and stuff like that. And I just ate it right up, tried it out, seemed to get some progress. I got to tell you, it was slow going. So I'd recommend being very patient. Um, Don't take yourself too seriously. Try to have fun with it. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, but you know what? You actually learn a lot from the mistakes if you uh, are willing to keep going. Like uh, I remember hearing this Zen passage. I think it was Zen. I'm not sure. But it was talking about like the only two mistakes you can make are first, not getting on the right path. Second, not staying on the right path. So um, I feel like even though I got on the right path and I stayed on the right path, it was slow going, so don't beat yourself up for not, you know, being freaking the life of the party within, you know, two months or whatever. It's going to take a while. Okay, so um, some of the things we're going to talk about on this podcast, like some of the overarching major topics, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but some of the bigger things is obviously, you know, how to meet people, where to meet people. Um, what do you talk about when you meet someone? That's always a big one question I see a lot. Um, talk about social circles, like, um, you know, how to grow your social circle. And, um, one thing I noticed, if you're not growing your social circle, it's probably shrinking. Like, um, I know a lot of people have made some, a group of friends like in school or college, and then they have a lot of trouble when, once that, uh, environment is over like once they get out of school they find themselves trying to make friends at work and it just doesn't seem to work as well um so we'll talk about that maybe talk about like if you're at a party or something talk about what because uh, i know that's a very uncomfortable situation if you're not either used to it or you're not uh, or if you don't know a lot of people there i'll tell you real quick i remember one time i was at a party uh, I think it was at my friend's boss's house or something like that. And uh, I didn't really know anyone. And I didn't really, I wasn't really that social. But luckily I was with like two really good friends of mine. So we were having a, we were having a good time. But I remember seeing this guy walk into the party. And uh, I don't know, I, could, I was in the backyard. And I could just see what was going on in the house. And I, I just like saw someone come into the front door and like, say hi to the people at the door and like no joke this guy like walked he introduced himself to every single person at the party as he walked through the party with a big smile on his face he just seemed like he was very charismatic 
and um, it wasn't awkward. Like he wasn't like I I can imagine me trying to do that and it would be awkward, but it wasn't. And like he finally, I was just like, oh, cool, because I had just started learning about social skills. So I was like fascinated. What I could see what was happening, and I could tell it was unusual. And I was like, and the other thing is, I could tell it was working really well as far as like, you know, it looked like he was having a good time just talking to people. But the guy just, you know, he finally made his way back to the back and he was like, introduced himself to me. And I, I don't know, I don't even remember if we talked or anything, but I just was so blown away by that. And I've tried that uh, several times just to see how it worked. And you know what? It's like such a awesome freaking thing that I saw and it works. And then like, it's just one of those things. You can literally just introduce yourself to everyone at a party. Maybe the type of party it was, it was more conducive to that. Maybe, you know, it wouldn't work for every party, but whatever. Just something I just remembered. So that's another thing. I'll try to bring up some things that I've seen happen or done myself in the context of what we're talking about and uh, uh, share that with you so you can see what I'm talking about and maybe give you a better idea, give you some real-life examples. Um, so... Other things we'll talk about is like having like a, a social lifestyle. Um, uh, also talk about body language and vocal tonality. Those are really important. You know, they say like uh, the words, the actual words you say are only like 10% or 5% of what's being communicated. Like your body language is the biggest thing and vocal tonality is a very big thing too. Um, so we'll talk about like practical tips and also very broad overarching ideas in the field of good communication. Um, let's see what else we'll talk about. Uh, we'll probably talk about some public speaking, maybe some leadership stuff because leadership actually has a lot to do with how you communicate. Because like when you start a conversation, when you say hello, you're basically leading. You're leading. You're being a leader. So it's uh, it's uh, something that I didn't realize, but it's also very important. Um, we'll also talk about maybe how to be funny, because uh, that's personally that's one of my favorite things about uh, being social is having you know having a fun funny conversation. Talk about um, maybe like when you meet someone how to like keep in touch, you know, exchange information or exchange contact information. So you can keep in touch and maybe expand your social circle. Talk about some uh, resources that are available to you because you know what? There's infinite resources out there for anything you want to learn. And uh, social skills is falls into that category. So there's a lot of really great resources that you should know about that you may not have already known about. And then also, um, I want to talk briefly about how to measure your progress. Um, it's good to measure your progress. Take a you know inventory of where you're at or where you feel you're at, like on a maybe like zero to ten, like where do you fall on that scale, and then where do you want to where do you want to be? Like um, I think when I started, I was probably maybe a three out of ten. Like, I had a couple friends. I also had some friends that weren't, like, very good quality friends, probably dragging me down a little bit. But um, I've definitely made some progress. I'm not at a 10, but, you know, it's 
it's always always room for improvement. And then, um, yeah, so those are some of the topics we'll be talking about. And uh, we'll try to go in pretty deep, give you give you something to uh, learn about. Okay, so just real quick, if you're not sure, why should we talk? Why should we learn? Um, why should you learn about social skills? Well, I'll tell you, after doing it for a while, I personally think that is actually the most the most important skill you can learn. And um, I'm surprised they don't actually teach it in school because it really helps you in a lot of different areas. I think that, um, well, for one, it makes life much more easier because it's really hard to go through life without socializing with anyone unless you live in like some cabin out in the woods very far from society. But um, we, I think most people live in a, you know, they go to work or they go to school or, uh, you know, you'd have to deal with your family members or stuff like that. But, you know, I'll tell you what, working on my social skills has made so many things so much easier. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it just makes your life a lot easier. It also makes your life more fun. And I think that's my main one of my main goals in life is to have fun. So uh, anything I could do to increase the level of fun, um, I'm all for it. Let me tell you something too. As far as like work goes, if if you have crappy social skills at work, your job is going to be very hard probably. And um, the more you can communicate clearly and effectively at work, I think your um, management will notice and appreciate it, and you can actually get uh, move up pretty quickly at work. I remember when, uh, like, the 2008 um, economic crash happened, I had just started a new job. Like, I had been there probably for about three months, and um, I was hired on with, like, eight other technicians, and they laid off everybody except me. And um, I had basically managed to avoid the chopping block several times. Like my boss actually called me in. He said, hey, uh, I'm calling you in because I just want to let you know, you know, business is down quite a bit and we're probably going to have to um, let you go in a couple weeks. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I kind of uh, figured that something was up. (laughs) He said, he, he told me, he's like, yeah, you know, I don't usually tell people this. Until like uh, the day before, but you know, I just wanted to give you a heads up because uh, I wanted to give you a chance to like start looking for a new job. I was like, okay, yeah, thanks, I appreciate it. it turned out he never even laid me off. He actually ended up, and I was like, kind of like a temp. Uh, I was, you know, I started as a temp, and he had like, they ended up firing someone who had been working there for a while just so they could keep me on. And one of the reasons he told me was because I'm really good with, <laughs> really good with customers. Like, uh, especially customers that are, like, pissed off. Sometimes my boss would, like, if another tech technician had pissed off a customer, he'd call me and ask me if I could go talk to them. Because I just, you know, I had been working on my own social skills, but it seemed to work really well with customer service skills. Like, you know, surprise, surprise, people are people no matter where you go. 
So, um, yeah, I'll probably talk about that too. Customer service skills are, uh, it's a good skill to have. And probably talk about a couple of things that work really well in that area. Um, something I want to mention too, is that, uh, the human brain is supposedly the most complex thing we've ever discovered in the entire universe. So, um, that doesn't surprise me why social skills can be so difficult if you haven't had a lot of experience working on it. Uh, because you basically have two brains that are the most complex things in the universe, uh, you know, in direct contact with each other. I mean, not physically, obviously, but like, you know, verbally contacting each other and it can get messy really, really quick. Your brain is just working so fast and, uh, trying to make meaning of these words and words are basically just symbols. They're not even like completely accurate descriptions of something. Like if I was to say like horse, like you might think of a brown horse or someone might think of a white horse, you know, it's just a symbol. So, um, words, communication is two, basically the most super computerish things that could be working with each other. So if you're, you've had a lot of difficulties i wouldn't beat yourself up too about it too much because you know it's like trying to work on the most complex computer in the world you're just sometimes it's just if you don't know where to start you're going to keep fumbling and keep making uh things a little more challenging than they they might have been in the first place and um you know people really need to connect you know people are uh I don't know. That's just, I think that's just how we evolved. We evolved in small groups and we really like to connect with each other. So when we talk about, uh, when we, when you, when you're connected with another person, it just, uh, there's a need that's filled. It's a, I guess, I don't know, a need to belong. You feel like you belong when you talk to people. Okay. So, I guess I'm not going to get too much into it today because we're just getting started. just want to give a little brief intro on what the podcast is going to be about. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, tell you about a time when I was, I went to a coffee shop and I had to like go to work maybe like two hours earlier than usual. So I was dead tired. I was, so it was like six o'clock in the morning and I walked into a Starbucks and um there was this girl at the counter and she's like, good morning. How are you? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I was like half awake, still like rubbing sleep out of my eyes, like pulling my wallet out. And and I said, uh, I'll take a medium coffee. And then, um, I was about to tell her, you know, with like room for cream. And I, and I realized like, holy cow, she just said, you know, good morning. How are you? And I totally ignored her. I just ordered my coffee and I'm sure like, you know, maybe, maybe not. It's not that big of a deal, but I was like trying to be more present with people, you know, you know, working on that aspect of my, uh, social skills. And, uh, so I stopped like mid sentence. I was like, um, yeah, like I'd like this much room for cream. And I was like, Oh wait, um, actually, you know what? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. I was like, how, how's your morning going? And like just the fact that I had stopped what I was doing and recognized that she had actually said something to me, her eyes lit right up and she's like, Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm like, 
you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, just, a, and I was surprised how, how much of an impact that made. It was something small, but at the same time, it really wasn't small. It was something that was, it was an important lesson there. And um, it made my morning. I don't know if it made her morning. She looked like it put a smile on her face. So I thought that was cool. So just um, a little story, something that I remember when I was learning uh, early in the days. Um, but uh, before we go, I just want to talk really quick about um, one of the things, one of the resources I want to recommend to you is a book by Dale Carnegie. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. I don't know. It was written early in the 1900s. <laughs> it's really old, but it's like, it's actually like the first self self help book that was ever written. Uh, and it was a huge success. So I recommend getting it because I think it was probably like one of the very first books I bought. And, um, it really opened my eyes to some of the stuff that I was doing wrong and some of the things that I need to be doing to be more effective. Um, just one of the things I remember is this, it's something called playing topper. I think that's what it was called. It's like when, if someone just for an example says, uh, Oh, so what were you doing last weekend? It's like, Oh, you know, I went fishing. I bought, I caught a fish. It was like a foot long. It was, or it was like, a, you know, it's a foot long is great. And the guy's like, Oh, that's cool. I went fishing too. I caught a fish. It was 18 inches long. Just basically someone that's, you know, obviously they're trying to like, have a conversation, make a connection by sharing their story, but it's like one upping them. So, and I remember when I read that, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And then after I read it, I noticed people do it pretty often. They, they, they're constantly one upping someone else or playing topper. And that's something that you should not do. And then when it happens, you find yourself about to do it instead, let's just keep listening and try to relate to their story in a different way, not by one-upping them. So that was just one of the tips from the book. I thought it was really cool. Uh, the book itself is great. It has a lot of like references to people that I've never heard of, but you might have heard of them if you lived in 1920. <laughs> so it's kind of like old-timey in some ways, but uh, it's really cool. And one thing I noticed, too, is that in the very first part of the book, it says, like, it says something like, read the book, but uh, when you read it, read one page or maybe like read one chapter and then read it again before you move on to the next page. Because I mean, it makes sense. There's so much information in this book and it's so easy to just glance over the stuff that you don't quite get or think is important, but it's all very important. So the way I did it, I was, I'd read a chapter and I think the chapters were really short and then I'd go back and reread the chapter again. So I've read the, I read, you know, when you read it, you're supposed to basically read it twice. And I've met a lot of people that have also read the book. And the first thing I ask them is, did you read it twice? Like it recommended no one, no one's read it twice, <laughs> but, um, so be the person that actually reads it twice because you'll get quite a bit out of it. And then actually a couple of years later, I read it again. And when I read it again, I read it twice again. It's one of those books that you, it's basically should be just a good reference manual. You should go back every couple of years and read it because you'll you'll get a lot out of it, especially if you actually um, apply it in real world situations. Um, I guess uh, that's it for this week. So I hope you guys uh, got a little bit out of it. And um, 
continue and keep on listening. So have a good week. Thanks for listening, and remember, my new book is available on Amazon, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. So check it out. I think you'll like it, Uh, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends, and remember to give it a review. I'd appreciate it. Thanks a lot.